Well, we're going through a sermon series entitled The Body of Christ and exploring the significance of this, of us gathered together, the church. This is a unique space that's created by Jesus Christ, for Jesus Christ, that changes us and changes the world. In the last several weeks, if you haven't uh, uh, been able to be part of the sermon series here, I'll be sending out a, an email to, to help you kind of catch up with things here uh, uh, to be part of this because it's significant. We, 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 we've too often minimized the importance of being the church. Today, we're going to be talking about, in application, what it means to be the specific body parts of the church. Paul in 1 Corinthians 12 is what we've been walking through. You can go ahead and turn there in your Bibles or Bible apps. 1 Corinthians 12. Paul has been using the metaphor of the human body to describe who we are as the church. We've talked about the significance of the church, how we're bonded together by the body and blood of Jesus Christ, how we're interconnected relationally as we excuse me, as a result, as the church. Now, in 1 Corinthians 12, it deals very clearly and specifically with how are we each uniquely part of the body of Christ? What are our unique gifts and roles that we play in the body of Christ? So today is going to be a unique message. It's going to be mostly application. We're going to be doing a lot of self-exploration and looking at how are we wired? How has God uniquely wired each of us? And how does that fit into his family? Now, I've mentioned before, I'm a, I'm a soccer player. I love soccer. I've done some coaching myself. And if you've gone out and if you've watched little kiddos play any kind of team sport, you know, whether soccer or hockey or basketball or whatever. And it's when kiddos start playing, it is, it is so fun to watch them because they have no clue about positions, right? It, what happens ultimately is what I call bunch ball. And like everybody is moving together around the ball. You know where the ball is because there's like 30 kids moving together around the field, around the ball. Nobody knows positioning. And then you've got like those two or three kids who are completely oblivious to everything else. And they're just talking out there or they're playing. Or one found a dandelion and they're, you know, just enamored with that or some worms or something. Right? That's just reality. But what we know that, that in professional teams that are effective, every player knows they're wiring, they're gifted differently, they have a role and a part to play, and they have a position that they play. And, and teams, we talk about team chemistry. I referred to you know, a couple weeks back, you can have the best players on the team, but if they don't work together and know their roles, then they're not going to be effective. The teams that work best together can easily beat those teams with the best individual players. We, we need to know if we're going to fulfill the purposes and be, that God has designed for us as his body, if we're, if we're going to be effective, we need to know our parts, our roles, and be able to play those parts and work together in that. We are all gifted, all of us, every one of you here are gifted by God. And you have a part to play in his kingdom. 
If you haven't turned there, go ahead and do so. Let's read from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 11. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols. However, you were, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now, there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are a variety of service, but the same Lord. There's a variety of activities, but it's the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, and to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Join me in praying for the Holy Spirit to work in us today. Jesus, we ask for you to lead us. We, we are your body. You are the head. So we exist for you. We exist because of you. You bring us together. We ask for that work Spirit, you have gifted each of us, and we pray for that awareness of how you have wired us, Lord, and that movement of your Spirit in our hearts to use those things for the good of the whole body. Move in our hearts today. Give us clarity and conviction. In your name we pray. Amen. So as we come to this passage here, Paul's talk starting off here. I've mentioned before, for, for those of you who've been with us for some time, you know the Corinthians had this problem with comparing to each other and, and finding different ways to set themselves apart as individuals. And, 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 and spiritual gifts was just one of the various ways that they were doing this. Paul is explaining in here, all the gifts are good. There's not one that's better than others. The differences and diversity in the body are a good thing. The main thing is the Spirit of God, as he talks about in verses 1 through 3 here. The Spirit of God, who allows us to say, Jesus is Lord, that's what's important. Can you cry out that Christ is your King? That's what brings us together. That's what's, what's our priority. Now, because of the Holy Spirit's work in us, He goes on to say in verses 4 through 11, we are given each different gifts. And the focus I want to to take today is in verse 7. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Each of you is given gifts and abilities unique to you that are to be used to bless others, to bless this body, to bless the church family. You and I were purchased by Jesus. 
But we're not just purchased to be saved. He didn't just die on the cross for us to save us from sin. We were purchased for a purpose. Each one of you, you have a purpose. There's more to just, to life here than just getting by in your daily grind. But we we, we tend to get caught in that rut just getting by right just putting in my time doing my eight to five and we we end up being so self-focused but we were made for more than just the daily grind just getting by each of you are significant you are significant and you have a part to play a role that's necessary in this church and in the kingdom of God. You are part of changing the world. You are part of changing lives in this room. Every single one of you. Now, it may not be in direct ways, but you're part of the body. And when we play our part, the body can be effective. Your gifts are to be shared. So everyone can be blessed by that. Have you heard of that phrase, trying to put a square peg into a round hole? Oftentimes when we're considering the church, there's certain, certain kind of attributes and abilities that we, that we elevate and we value. Those that are verbal, those that are up front, the worship team, did these, these ladies and, and that handsome young man, didn't they do a great job leading us in worship, Right? And sometimes we, va- we value those, those gifts and abilities that are more visible, and we say those are the important ones. No, you realize none of this can happen without the stuff going on behind the scenes, too, in the body of Christ. Everyone's got a role to play. And so we think that, that this is the way I should be. I need to be able to be a good communicator, and, and I should be like this. And, and that's the, that putting, trying to force a square peg into a round hole. God has wired you a certain way. You're not to be like other people. You're to be you. The body needs you to be you. And to serve in that way. So today, the rest of our time, I'm going to lead us through some exercises here to help you explore you. How God has designed you. As he says in Psalm 139, he's knit you together. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Isn't that good news? You are designed and you are desired. And you are needed. We have our, uh, our, uh, some of our young, young people here. I've got some handouts here uh, uh, to hand out to you all. Amani, you're going to help out with this, bro? All right. All right. So I want you to go ahead and just kind of walk through the house. I need another helper there with Amani to help him hand these things out. Can I get another helper? Another helper? Yeah, Rita's pointing to Jazz, and Jazz is like, I know you're pointing at me, Rita. Nope, ain't going to help. All right, I just need one more person. Come on, help me out, somebody. All right. Thank you, Ryan. All right, we're passing these out. Everybody, as much as we can, get a copy of those. I hope we have enough. 
So on the, on the side with all the print, you're going to see that there's different ways to serve in grace. That's, we'll get to that. On the back side, it's a blank sheet of paper. Some of you have journals. Some of you have other means of writing. We're going to take notes, all right? I want you to be prepared to take notes. Maybe you're going to pull out your phone, go to your notes section, take some notes on your phone. Some of you are savvy with that, and you can do that. We are going to look at what is your unique shape? What is your unique shape here, how God has designed you? Hey, Imani, why don't you, do you mind coming over to the other side here, bro? Thank you, my man. All right. As we start off in looking at, uh, shape is a, a nice acronym, and, and this isn't something that, that I came up with. It started in Saddleback Church. Uh, Rick Warren's the pastor there. But shape stands for spiritual gifts, heart passions, abilities, personality styles, and life experiences. All these things together uniquely shape us. And God redeems all things to use for his purposes. So we're going to walk through these different things here. We're going to start off with spiritual gifts. Now, 1 Corinthians 12 goes in, and as we heard this morning, there was a variety of different spiritual gifts that, the, that, that, that the, the Lord desires and uses to help build up the body. He talks about wisdom and gifts of healing and, and miracles and distinguishing between spirits. Now, there, throughout the, the Bible, there are a variety of different passages that talk about different gifts. We've got those up on the screen here. You can see in Romans 12, it talks about different ways that we are gifted. In 1 Corinthians 12, here where we're at, it gives the largest list. In Ephesians 4, it gives a list of different kind of leadership gifting. And then 1 Peter 4 as well. You might have the gift of encouragement, where you're able to bless others, where, where you verbally affirm them. You see uh, uh, whether they're in, in, in need or whether they've done things well, and you're able to build them up. Giving. Some of us, God is, has, has given you a heart of generosity, whether you have a little or a lot, and, and God has given you grace with open hands to give. Leadership. Some people have been given the ability to take charge and take initiative and to see the big picture or, or, or to take responsibility and to, to shepherd others. Mercy speaks of these gifts here where our hearts are sensitive to those in need. We, we, we gravitate to those in, in, in painful or difficult circumstances, and we want to help them out. We want to go give a hand up. We want to walk through people in their hard times and their mess. Some of us are, 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 are like, we see a mess and we go the other way. Others, we see a mess and we're like, yes, please, I love messes. Praise the Lord, right? Good thing somebody likes messes. Prophecies, that ability to, to be able to speak forthrightly uh, about uh, 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 sin or issues of truth or be able to discern and see possible future things and, and to speak to those things. Service. Service is this great ability to just like, I, I don't care what it is, just let me help. I'm a worker. Put me to work. I love to work. And if it causes me to sweat, yes, that's even better. Some of us like to just work. Teaching, very self-explanatory. Many of these other gifts are very self-explanatory here. And you want to take a moment here 
to just kind of identify. And so on the back of that sheet of paper, if you will, here, you want to put that S down or spiritual gifts in that first part and, 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 and take a moment here and, and, and just consider, okay, what's, what, what's something that just seems, jumps off the page at me? Like, oh, that's obviously like me. Like administration, I auto, automatically am organizing things in people. My friends tell me that. My, my wife or my husband tells me that. You look at my closet, and I could tell you that. There they are, color and style, and it's all organized. What jumps off the page here for you? Now, for those of you who it may be a little bit more confusing, and it's not clear, this is where we have things called assessments. Now, some of you may have received an email from me ahead of time here that gave a couple different links where you could take an assessment that can help you identify and understand, like, how am I wired? Some of us aren't aren't wired in such a way where we can easily make connections between patterns, and so we need somebody to tell us. We'll get into that a little bit later in personality styles. So there's a, uh, a great website. This is a great assessment that can help you just identify, what, what, how am I wired? What are, what are the gifting that the Lord has given me? It's called gifttest.com. Gifttest.com. So you can go to that website. Go to the next slide there. And on the website here, this is kind of the image that'll pop up. It'll probably be white in the background, not black. And you just go to this little spot here. You hit take the test. You'll put in your name and your email because it'll, it'll email you the results of the test. All right? It's a really nice, quick, uh, and thorough uh, assessment that helps give you insight into your... So how has God wired you? Susan, do you mind going back to that list one more time here, the um, spiritual gift list? So let's just take 30 seconds here and just kind of reflect on this. And if you haven't already written down, go ahead and do so. Or if you're going to wait and, 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 and uh, take a moment to, uh, to later do the, the inventory, um, still I want you to just even guess, if you will, here, like what jumps off the page? I want you to write something down here. And it may be more than one. Don't be surprised. Some of you may, may have more than one different giftings. And if it's only one, that's okay. Okay, we're going to move on to the next category here called heart your passions what are your passions so the gifts speak to things that the spirit gives us and kind of kind of uh, abilities if you will and you're going to notice these things are going to intersect and overlap and in the end we'll hopefully have some clarity and if not let's get together but our heart is the passions, the things that drive us and, 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 and the things that, that move us. They're the things that get us excited. Consider these, these questions here in terms of identifying passions. The passions are, are kind of what behind, get behind the gifting, if you will, what will get behind our abilities. What tends to drive you? What excites you? Or what grips your heart each day? Who are 
the kinds of people that you're most drawn to. Maybe there's a, it tends to be a certain age group. Maybe, maybe, maybe your, your heart beats for kiddos. Maybe, maybe it's for, for, for seniors or, or elderly. Maybe, maybe it's for the nations. Maybe, maybe it's for uh, uh, people or kiddos with special needs. Is there a particular group of people or, 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 or type of people that you're drawn to? People who are in need of, of a help and, and counseling. What are the needs and opportunities that you tend to be drawn to? Some of these heart passions here may be harder to identify, and it's important. Like these things, we need to pause. This is where we need to rest in Sabbath. Sometimes we're not real clear about these things, and so we maybe need to talk with some others who are close to us. What do you see in me? What, what do you see motivates me and what drives me? Some of us, it's productivity. We, we want to get stuff done. And we're a get-stuff-done kind of person. Some of us, we want to we change the world. We got big dreams and a big heart. We want to change the world around us. Issues of justice and injustice. We, we want to see God's justice work itself out. What drives you? What motivates you? Again, some of these different things may be helpful sitting down with somebody to, who knows you to be able to get some insight. Write a couple of those things down here. What drives you? The next area is abilities. Abilities. Now, these think of these things as kind of innate, natural kinds of abilities that... that that are just instinctive to you. Or they may be learned skills over time. Innate abilities or learned skills. So this might be like, I'm just naturally gifted with communication. I'm, I naturally have the ability to talk and gab. Not gossip. That's not a spiritual gift. Just to be clear about that. Talking about other people is not, not a spiritual gift. It might be organization. Maybe you're athletic. It's natural abilities. Your body's just wired and coordinated in a great way. Those are good things. The Lord wants to use that. Maybe you're, 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 you're gifted with your hands, and, and, and you, you can fix things, and you can tinker, and you've got mechanical skills. Maybe you've got an engineering kind of mind. That you work well with machines or with stuff, but you don't work well with people. Some of us are like that, right? That's okay. People who are good with stuff shouldn't necessarily work with people. For everybody's benefit. Maybe you're a problem solver and, and, and math comes easy to you. Not to brag, I have a degree in math, not because I was going to use it, but because math is easy for me and I like it. Repetitive tasks. Maybe you just like doing the same thing over and over. 
Like that, that, that gives you joy. Like, like you're just able to do that and you, and you don't go crazy. I'd end up hurting myself if I was doing something like that. I get distracted at the very least, probably talking to the person next to me, trying to help them, trying to dig deep into their soul and find out what's really going on. Maybe you like hard label. You just, man, you are wired to work hard and do heavy work. Or you're a researcher. You're always trying to find out what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe you're gifted with with creativity and design. And you're able to decorate. Or put things in in visually appealing spaces. Maybe Maybe it's graphic kinds of design, if you will. You're good with technology. So a couple questions here to kind of reflect on to consider helping you identify some of your abilities. Take a, take a, consider these things here. Go to the next slide there. What is your work experience? Like, what are the jobs that you've done? And what are the skills you've learned from your jobs? Even if you were flipping burgers, there are things you learn there. Making coffee at the baristas, at, 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 at Starbucks, like Ellie does for us. Your job teaches you skills. I worked for a moving company for two years while I was getting my master's in counseling. I learned a lot of great skills. If you need to move, I can help. I know how to pack things really efficiently, get a lot of things into a small space. I learned some great skills, how not to break things. I didn't know those before. But that job experience taught me skills. Or what kind of education or trainings have you received? Or what are your hobbies? What are your hobbies? Did you know Jesus can use fishing for the kingdom? And hunting? And knitting? He can use those things for the kingdom. Your hobbies are not somehow exclusive from God's design. God wants to use those. They're part of how he's wired you. He wants you to bring glory. You're like my buddy Jake. You get the gains in the gym. You got big muscles. God wants to use that for his glory. What are your abilities? What are the abilities that God has given you? Either through experiences, through jobs or trainings, or even there's hobbies that show innate kind of intrinsic abilities that you've got. What are those? Write those down. This next area that we're going to get into is going to probably be the longest time we spend. We're going to be talking about personality. Personality speaks to how we see our world and choose to engage in it. How you see the world, how you interpret the world around you and information as it comes in and make decisions, how you en- and how you engage in the world around you. There's a lot of different ways we've learned how to kind of ide- identify our different and unique wirings. And personality profiles or, or assessments are, are one of those. One of those personality uh, uh, styles or, or assessments is called Myers-Briggs 
and it gives you four different letters, all right? We're going to walk through these things, and it examines four different areas in our lives, and then it's going to, at the end, you're going to have four letters, and I want you to write them down. Now, some of you are going to be like, what in the world are we doing now? Remember, each of you was given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. God has wired you in a unique way, and that's what we're exploring here, okay? This is good stuff, all right? Here we go. So, in the first area we're going to talk about is extroversion or introversion. So, you're either an E for an extrovert or an I for an introvert. Let's talk about some of these differences here, okay? So, introverts often like working alone or in small groups. They prefer a more deliberate pace and like to focus on one task at a time. Other ways to describe introverts are you tend to get energized by your internal world or being able to uh, uh, have time alone. You like to reflect, introverts. Now, it doesn't mean you're not social. In a comfortable space, introverts can be very social. They can even look like extroverts in, when they're in a comfortable environment. When they're around their, your safe people, you can be a Gabby Cathy, right? Or Chatty Cathy. All right? Introverts tend to process like this. They are think, and then they act, and then they think about what they just did. Or extroverts, like the one you may have just heard of, Karen. Some of you know yourselves in the house. You're not afraid to speak out. You speak or act, and then you think about what you just said or did, and then you act some more. Or you don't think about it at all. You're oblivious. While introverts want to have a complete thought formalized before they give it, extroverts are thinking out loud. Now, be patient with your extroverted friends because they're not giving you conclusions. They're giving you their raw information, uncooked. They're a hibachi grill right in front of your face. This is like Peter versus Paul. Peter was an extrovert, all right? Peter just spoke. He just acted. And then he was rebuked by Jesus and thought about that and what he just did. And then he kept, yes, and then he kept speaking and acting. Whereas Paul is a very process-oriented, methodical, and meticulous kind of personality. The kingdom needs both. Both. So extroverts are energized by people, enjoy a variety of tasks, a quick pace, and good at, good at multitasking. If you're an introvert, you'll find yourself exhausted by extroverts. You're like, oh, here's an opportunity. Oh, here's people. Oh, here, let's go do this. And extroverts, you're like, oh my gosh, slow it down. Amen. <laughs> My wife is an introvert. I am also an... In- no, I'm an extrovert. You know I'm an extrovert. You know I'm an extrovert. I see people and I'm like, new friends! <laughs> uh, 
However, as you grow older and as you mature, you realize you're, you become more like both. Like, I have to retreat more in order so I can be around people and, 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 and enjoy people. I love people, but I have to retreat so I can be with people well. Introverts, you need people, and you need to step into community, and you're better for it, you find, when you do. <clears throat> Extroversion or introversion? Are you an E or an I? What do you, what's your preference? There is no right answer. What are you like more of the time, most of the time? Because you're going to be a little bit of both. What do you like more often, E or an I? Write that down on your sheet of paper there. I hope you're joining at home here online. Write it down. The next area is called sensing or intuition. S or N, all right? So how do you take in information? Sensors are realistic people who like to focus on facts and details and apply common sense and past experience to come up with practical solutions to problems. Intuitives. Prefer to focus on possibilities, the big picture. They easily see patterns and connect the dots. They value innovation and seek creative solutions to problems. S. If you're an S, you're more, when it comes to uh, receiving uh, an IKEA product, you're like, give me the instructions. Right? S people like to follow instructions. When you come to a recipe, I'm going to follow the instructions. I need the instructions. If you're an in, if you're an intuitive, you're like, let's see how this turns out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try something new. I'm going to modify this. I'm going to do my own twist and spin to this. <laughs> Those who are an S really value history. They, they, they take in information and make sense of things based on history and experience. If I haven't seen it, tasted it, touched it, if I haven't experienced it, then I don't know that I can trust it. I don't know if it's true. I'm anxious about stepping out into that space. S's rely on history and experience. N's are like, the unknown? Yes! possibilities. This is a blank canvas. Let's create. I don't need things to add up. I don't need to have clarity for me to take action because I can see patterns. I can make connections. And I like to be creative. I like to be out of the box. If you use that term, out to get out of the box, you're an in. If you like the box, you're an S. And that's okay. <laughs> what are you, an S or an N? Write it down. Are you an S or an N? Are you a big picture or do you prefer the details? Feeling logic versus thinking logic. How do you make decisions? Thinkers, if you're a T, then you make decisions using logical analysis, objectively weigh pros and cons, value honesty, consistency, and fairness. Ts are very kind of black and white. It's very easy to make decisions. 
It's right or wrong. It's cold, hard facts. Just give me the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. Feelers tend to be sensitive and cooperative and decide based on their own personal values or how others will be affected by their decisions. Feelers are in tune to how decisions will affect others. That's a priority to feelers. How are the decisions going to impact others? We need both, right? Otherwise, we're going to have a lot of hurt people by the T's. You guys are bulldozers. You're like bulls in a china shop. But we need that clarity of decision-making that comes from, from a thinker. And we need the feelers who are able to wisely navigate that in working with other people. How do we break the news? How do we tell the truth? Feelers also are, are gifted in understanding there's more information than just, than just objective right and wrong. That is determined by how others are going to be influenced and impacted. It also, we can't understand things without the perspectives of others. Feelers understand the need for others in their perspectives in making decisions. So T, if you're a quick and easy decision maker, and you get frustrated with people, why does it take you so long to make a decision? Get off the pot. Let's go. Then your T, if you're a feeler and it's so difficult for you to make decisions, especially when it's conflictual and it might, it might affect or hurt some of these people over here, but it could bless these people over here and, oh no, what do I do? And internally you've got this battle going on and you're all messed up because you're feeling other people's feelings and, and it's all confusing inside for you. That's not bad. It's the way you're wired. I'm a feeler, if you couldn't tell. Both are good. Are you an F or a T? Are you an F or a T? And finally, the last area is judging or perceiving. And this is how we uh, uh, organize our world, judging or perceiving. Judgers tend to be Organized. Now, let's just pause here. Judges, this is not like you're not sinning to be a judger, okay? Like that word, just because Jesus said don't judge or you, you know, just that's not what we're talking about. Just to be clear. Okay, so judges tend to be organized and prepared, like to make and stick to plans, and are comfortable following most rules. Perceivers prefer to keep their options open, like to be able to act spontaneously, and like to be flexible with making their plans. Maybe they don't follow the rules. Maybe they make up their own rules. Peas like to make up their own rules. Yeah. Judges, this is, are you, do you tend to, if you're a J, you tend to like to create order in your world. You want to organize your world. And you might, you might see that in organizing others, organizing your space. You want to organize your thoughts. Things have a place, and you want to put them there. Try to organize your relationships, even. You tend to be goal-oriented. They talk about goals. They, they have dreams, and they, and they make plans. 
That's a J. That's a good thing. We need planners, amen? P's are, let's enjoy the journey. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey getting there. Let's take the scenic route. It's not about how much time it gets there. It's whether we had fun getting there. As it says here, J's like to be decisive. J's want to close the loop. J's want to reduce uncertainty. Where P's are thrive in uncertainty. They want to keep their options open. So they can change their course of path at any time. They're adaptable. Are you a J or a P? Where are you at? Now look at those four-letter code there and write that down. Now, for you at this point, this four-letter code is going to be, I don't even know what this means. He just told me to write letters down. I got them down. I don't know. So you are either an E or an I. You are an S or an N, a T or an F, or a J or a P. I am a ENFJ. I'm an extroverted, intuitive, feeling, judging personality. My wife, Jane, is an INFP. Jane's introverted. She's also intuitive. She's a feeler, but she's a perceiver. I like to ask Jane, what's your plan for today? And she likes to tell me, get off my back. (laughs) I'm like, let's set goals. Here we go. I love goals. Let's get things done. Let's go. Jane's like, let's just enjoy the process. Oh, squirrel, flowers. Oh. Both are good. Both are good. What are you? Now, there's a, the website that I, I sent in an email, but if you didn't get that, uh, 16personalities.com. If you want to understand what do these four letters mean, this gives you great insight into yourself, into how you're wired. It explores how you relate in friendships, how you relate in romantic relationships in your marriage, your workplace, what kind of jobs you might be gifted towards or lend towards, and your workplace habits. This website gives you really a powerful, comprehensive insights into how you're wired. And this can be very helpful in your marriage, in your friendships, in your family, but also here in the body of Christ. It's also in Spanish as well, uh, 16personalities.com backslash ES for Espanol. I have some sheets in the back there that provide some brief descriptions of each of the personality types. Feel free to pick that up. And also I have another sheet there with specific careers, jobs. You're like, I'm struggling with making sense of like, where's my fit and how does this personality thing fit with, with, with uh, what I do? I need, I need some help connecting the dots with how I'm wired with what I do here. There's some handouts there as well that are different careers and jobs that you might be gifted towards. Finally, we've got spiritual gifts, we've got heart, passions, we've got abilities, personality, and then life experience. Our experiences that have happened to us in this life are powerful and they're profound. God redeems them, whether these experiences are negative or whether they are positive. These experiences are, have become part of who you are. And God will use them. In many cases, God's already using them. So I want you to take some time here 
later today, because this is an area where it takes some time to reflect on. What are life experiences, significant ones that have shaped me? Go to the next slide there, please. What are three positive experiences that have shaped you today? Or, and, and what are three negative experiences that have shaped you today? It may be hard to see that the connection, but even though if you can't see the connection, still write those things down, whether they're the positive or negative. When I was, when I was younger, I was bullied a lot. I was taken advantage of, uh, even taken advantage of sexually and abused by one of my peers in my neighborhood. My personal experiences in relationships have led me, of, of, of being taken advantage of, have led me to seek to help others who are hurting and others who are taken advantage of. Those experiences God has redeemed to help me help others. God wants to redeem your experiences, no matter how profound and painful or how positive. Take some time today. Write those things down. What are some experiences? You don't have to limit it to three. Three helps. Now, as you're kind of considering, I am so lost, Scott. You just overwhelmed me. I just drank from a fire hose today, and I have no clue. I'm going to walk away. I have no clue what we did today. Like, was it even biblical? I don't even know. If you're one of those people, that means you're an S, by the way. (laughs) If you're struggling to connect all the parts here, like why we did what we did, let's get together. Let's sit down. It's helpful to do these things in relationships to find out how do all these parts fit together? How How does this make sense of my shape and my design that God wants to use? Now, I want you to flip that sheet of paper over that you have now to look at, okay, God's given me des- design and wiring, but how, the question is, how does that fit within the body of Christ? How am I going to be useful? How am I going to be part of the family? Some of you are already very active in, in the body of Christ here. And so you can, might just circle the things that you're already involved in, if you will. But I want you to consider these scriptures, Okay. As, as we're jumping into how am I wired to where do I fit? This is what God's word says about our giftings. Each of you have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them. Your gifts aren't to be just kept to yourself. They're to be used. Peter says this, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as, God, as good stewards of God's varied grace. Once again, we are to use these gifts to bless each other. We don't just exist here to just show up. You're part of the family. You're part of a mission, and you're needed. So consider, as you're trying to make the connection between, okay, this is my shape, this is all the stuff I wrote down, and here are the opportunities to fit. Maybe consider, you might be, uh, 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 lend itself, you have experience and training or skills with teaching. Maybe it's your, uh, uh, um, and, and you've, maybe you've helped out on Wednesday nights or other opportunities like that, and, but you are able to communicate. Jump in and help us with the kiddos or with, with, even with, with training adults and discipleship. Maybe your, your, your hobby of fishing or hunting or knitting 
That is a space that the Lord wants to use to teach others, to connect. That's an opportunity to connect with, with say, maybe some younger people or young adults. That, that skill of fishing can be used for the king and for his glory. Because those are great skills. And there are many kids and many youth or even young adults who didn't have a father to do that or don't have fathers there at all. Same thing with knitting or cooking or whatever these other skills may be. Your hobbies may be the means by which God uses you to touch other lives. Maybe you're financially savvy. The way you've wired have led you to be good with finances and, and, fi- and a good financial manager. Others are not good with their finances. You know who you are. And you need help putting together a budget and training your money so you're not a slave to your money, but your money works for you. Others of you are encouragers. And, and you know what? You, you might be gifted in, in sending out notes to, to people in the body of Christ, texts, Prayers, posts, phone calls. Maybe it's birthday cards. Maybe you're good with, with, with uh, maintenance and, and uh, uh, facility management and you'd be a great deacon. Listen, consider these, these testimonies from even within our body of, of different people of how they're using their gifts and their wiring. That Brian and Brandon Harberts who... They're good with machines, and they mow our lawn. We need our lawn mowed and our property maintained, and they take care of it, and they've got some really awesome machines to do it with, too. And we're so thankful for it. This is something that you don't realize. We just show up, and it looks nice outside. Well, it's because somebody's doing that. We need people to do that. Or maybe you've got organizational skills like Laura Velema, and, and, and Laura's put her organizational skills combined with her passion for moms and her love for moms with kiddos and to organize the nursery and to make sure we have a nursery ministry. She also oversees moms and making sure moms are able to connect together. Maybe you're a great servant like Mary Coffrin, and her passion is kiddos. She's in the nursery right now, serving. She loves kiddos. Many of you young parents have utilized Mary to watch your kiddos because she loves kiddos. She loves ministering to kiddos. She's also a servant. She's like, you need something done, I'll do it. Just because it needs to be done. Because I like to help. I want to help. She's at a time in life where she has some extra time, and so she gives that. That's a resource she has. Maybe you're like Ian Barber. My son, an awesome guy all around, using his musical abilities for the glory of God. How many people like the drums? We just love the drums. The drums are great, right? Praise the Lord for the drums. You did great. Your age doesn't have to limit you. We've got Monkwa, one of our youth, down hanging out with our Grace Kids ministry, and he's just got a big heart. And he's helping out with, with Grace Kids. Maybe you're like Kayla and Courtney Luthold and you have a passion for people and you're practical. And you open your home and you're hospitable. And you host life group and you want to lead people to Jesus. 
You've also had a traumatic thing happen. You've lost your son, but he was passionate about seeing people get to church. And, and so you engage in a ministry. You start a ministry of transportation, and you love driving kids to church in honor of the legacy of your son. Your pain is being used for the glory of God. Or like Alvin and Rena Dykstra, who are homebound. But you know what? Every one of you here is prayed for. They can't be with us. They're in their 90s. They celebrated their 70th anniversary. They're just awesome people who love Jesus. They are so amazing. And while they can't be with us in person, they are fighting for you on their, in their lazy boys. Because getting on your knees is, gets a little tough at a certain point. But you are prayed for. Because prayer is powerful and effective. There are needs. The body needs you. God's mission needs you. Where's your fit? Like I said, if, if you're struggling to connect the dots and bring it together, and how, how, does, how does the way I'm wired fit with opportunities to serve? It may not even be listed. It may be something different on there. Write it down. Put your name on that sheet there. Turn it in at some point or email it to us or, 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 or get together with me and I'll walk with you through it or one of the other pastors and their wives. You are needed. As I mentioned earlier, you are not just purchased by Jesus, but you are saved out of isolation and into community, but you, you're not just purchased by Jesus and saved. You have a purpose. You don't just merely go through the daily grind and you just just get by. There's more to your life. You're part of a mission. You're part of the kingdom. What is your part? What is your role? Let's live it out for his glory. Amen? All right, let's pray. I'm going to have the worship team come on forward. Holy Spirit, we ask for your guidance and direction here. Lord, to live out your body and to be your body. Lord, we may need help connecting the dots. Spirit, we just pray that you would help make clear what's unclear. Lord, we pray for just joy and just being who you made us to be in that self-discovery. Lord, we pray, Father, that we can bring you honor and glory, that we can be effective because we are all playing our part in your kingdom, in your body. In your name we pray, amen.